We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Monday edition Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. The uh, last week prior to Christmas, one week from today will be uh, Christmas Day. We'll not get a... Uh, we got a mostly full week from us here. Signing day on. Uh, oh, don't overpromise. Don't overpromise. No, I said no. mostly. Monday and Tuesday for sure. Well, we never do a podcast on signing day. Yeah, that's always been a thing. Probably not doing one Thursday or Friday. And you're you're ready to I'm, ready to call it. Your boy's ready to shut it down. <laughs> I got news for you. We probably should have had a staff meeting yeah. before I start I mean, just rolling on here on the uh, on on the morning uh, as we uh, as we go. A huge weekend for Ole Miss. We'll get into that in a lot of different ways. A uh, a tremendous weekend on the portal recruiting trail and the regular recruiting trail as well. And then. Uh, what is frankly kind of lost in, and I'm writing something today, and I I got to the bottom of the football, and I went, oh, basketball happened too. The Rebels knocking off Cal in San Antonio really just dominated the entire game. It got a little sloppy there at the end. Cal pulled it back to 10, but almost led it by 24 at one point in that one in the second half, and uh, it was never really in doubt whatsoever, frankly, from the opening tip. They shot the lights out and uh, had a good showing there as they moved to 10-0. Uh, and 0. They are one of only four unbeatens left in college basketball. So all that and more coming up on the uh, on the show today. Show brought to you by the Oxford Exxon. As always, all of our podcasts presented by Twisted T. The Oxford Exxon up and down I fifty five throughout North Mississippi as well with Blue Sky options. You got Sweet Daddies all over the state. You got a lot of options. They're building their new um, superstore in Macomb right now. But here locally in Oxford, the lunch specials five sixty nine. Couple sides of bread, any size fountain drink, and that beer cave is. Uh, had a bowl game palooza on Saturday. All the bowl games that continues into this week as well. You get so many football games, so many basketball games. Good time to sit on the couch in front of the television and enjoy an icy cold beverage. You can get that at the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for my buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. Uh, the rest is up to you. You get your quote. 
and you can shop it around and do whatever you would like to do with it, or you can do what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest join uh, on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the uh, cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine, total joint care, pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. Uh, to book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. A reminder, I will be uh, heading to Atlanta on the 26th. Our coverage is brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. They left a gift for you on the table. Did you see that? I thought it was. That okay. was that's a gift to okay. you from the people yes. at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, they'll sponsor all of our uh, Peach Bowl coverage, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, Batesville, that area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, that area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. So Ole Miss uh, doing a uh, a good bit of damage, sorry, from the stream. Uh, you and Siski shows this week, anything? We're getting asked about schedule overall. We might as well go ahead and knock that out now. Okay, so uh, no McCready and Siski today because I'm driving to Brandon. Um, um, I've got, I'll, I'll be driving most of the day, and then I'll be back tomorrow. Maybe back tonight, we'll have a regular show, our show tomorrow, and then Siski and I will do a uh, Wednesday evening sort of crossover HRG-style show in case that's it for the week. I uh, will take your calls. It'll be McCready and Siski meets hand raised guys, sort of. Um, we'll do that on Wednesday. It's evening. called convergence. It uh, is convergence. in the journalism world. That's exactly what it is. So, um, yeah, we'll do that, and then after that, man, I don't, I don't. That'll be it for McCready and Siski for for a while, um, and then um, not. I mean, not like for good, but till sometime in January, and then okay. I don't know about Chase and I here. We it, it's. Your boy's coasting on fumes right yeah, now. Yeah, I, 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 I know. I'm, I'm the, the tank is really empty. Um, probably like yesterday I was working at working on ten thoughts, and I would type like two sentences, and I'd get up and walk around. Did you really? Oh, I was just I, I mentally just. The good news that you've had, and I'll I'll get to my other sense in a second. We're just kind of hanging out at this point a week before Christmas. Is most of the pre-writes have been published. Yeah. You'd be even more frustrated right now if you'd written like 10 of those and you're just throwing them all away. Yeah, I wrote like 10, and I think yeah. eight, eight, or, eight, or, eight or have either been published or are going to be published. Yeah. There's two in there right now. You feel that good are, about those? Yes. Okay. 100% and then 99 point something percent. Yeah, I'm kind of with you right there. That's fair. I don't, I don't, before people think we're being uh, Richardson, the cornerback from from Mississippi State, I'm 100. percent Yeah, DeCameron uh, Richardson, who uh, did played well against Ole Miss, he has a PFF grade way above anybody on Ole Miss's team from a coverage standpoint this season. I know they were not a good football team, but their secondary their was pretty good. Pretty good. I yeah. saw them twice in person; they were pretty good. Their secondary, um, and then um, Walter Nolan, of course, the one everybody's waiting on, the defensive tackle from Dunna, Texas A&M. Dunna. I mean, I'm. I'm not a hundred percent. If it doesn't happen, I got some questions on what all the hell went down in the last twelve hours. I'd yeah. like to hear the story, but I mean, that's what I would like to know. 
and I'm not only not a hundred percent because, and I'm not one of these people. I guess this is the advantage, right, of not being a fan. I look at this just sort of like, of course, other people are trying. <laughs> you know, like people are like He's other the best player in the portal. Yes, they're going to continue to try to sign him. Of course, and that's their job. And then you know, like the stuff with Noriel White last night where people are you know there was negative recruiting well of course there was negative recruiting it's their job if if there's a seed of doubt you jump on it and try to open it wide open again that's just part of choir practice i mean it's it's not i mean okay it's it's like the tampering thing people go there's tampering of course there's tampering my god of course there's tampering everybody's tampering they've y'all even changed the word to make it sound less i mean none of that stuff if that stuff bothers you Get over it. I mean, literally, there's just get over it. Everybody's doing stuff like that. Everyone negative recruits, everyone pre portals, tampers. And yes, when guys like Walter Nolan are in the are in the portal, and frankly, just because he commits, if he commits today or tomorrow or whatever, that's not gonna be the end of it. People are gonna still try until he actually shows up and enrolls in classes. It's fair. Uh Podcast-wise, two other things, um, I'm going to uh, talk to Tyler Jordan on Tuesday. We're going to kind of recap what all went on over the weekend, kind of do that from a uh, Realtree kind of Grove Collective side, and then uh, that will publish probably on Wednesday morning. And then I think there's a fun interview coming through uh, through that connection in the middle of the week, but I've learned not to overpromise those type of things yes. until you know a lot more about the uh, situation. So. That is where that is. Uh, we will have a Pete's Pigskin preview. Probably, I'll probably publish it on Thursday. We taped it yesterday. I'm afraid if we publish it today or tomorrow, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, and then there's a Butcher versus the Dance Instructor Bowl preview that probably be published around the same time. We taped it on, I don't remember, over the weekend. We taped it this weekend. Okay. And every time I taped something, commitments happened. Oh, so you're, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. and so I, as, as soon as I just because Juice Wells was in the window yesterday, yeah, and I told Pete before we started, I said, "Look, Juice Wells is committing within the next twenty minutes." I just got a text about it. <laughs> I mean, I knew exactly what time it was coming. I knew they were feeding it to ESPN because they fed it to Schleybaugh. and so I just was, what is Juice's real name? Uh, um, 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 oh God. Because we're not using it. You're, we're, going, we're, we're going with Juice. He goes by Juice. Okay. Antoine uh, Jr. Antoine Wells Jr. is his name. That's right. Now An- that you say that, that. Antoine with an E on the end. Right. That's. But he goes by Juice. Okay. So Ole Miss in the uh, transfer portal to date, uh, they are first or second in the country, depending on how you uh, would like to quantify the uh, the situation. And by far, number one from a – average star rating or per capita or however you would like to do that. Colorado signed like half the country, so they're yeah. sort of in that. They've signed 15. Ole Miss has signed nine to date. Um, so they're number one and number two, depending, again, how this goes. And I have a hunch that Ole Miss is adding quite a few points uh, at some point here in the next hours to day or however you want to uh, to say that. We, we probably should clarify this real quick. Go ahead. The quiet period began last night at midnight. People ask what that means. It oh, means yes. no in-person contact between yeah. now and I think it's January the 11th. He ha- Walter Nolan was contemplating an Alabama visit or they were attempting to get him to campus. He had to go yesterday if he was going, if he were going. And it's my understanding he did not go. I think so as well. Yes. 
So Ole Miss's uh, group so far over the weekend, they picked up, as I said, Juice Wells, the South Carolina wide receiver. It's been banged up, had some issues far from an injury, playing on it, that kind of thing, but obviously a very good talent there out of South Carolina. They picked up uh, Princely. How are we saying this last name here? You, you got uh, it yet? No, I don't have it yet. Okay. That's I called him PU in my entire post uh, I saw that. a couple days ago. My first question for him is going to be, please pronounce your last name. Slowly. And, and do it like I'm five. Yeah, slowly. I'm, I want to respect you. I want to get it right, so I need you to help me accomplish that. He is a uh, he is a premier pass rusher. Mm-hmm. He has straight stats, not even like PFF rankings or anything, but just simply how often he got to the quarterback and his win percentages are nationally elite. Um, he led the SEC or was second in the SEC to Dallas Turner in most of those categories. And it was playing against offenses that did run the ball some. So you're going to see some Pac-12 teams that have way more hurries and hits and stuff because they just throw the damn thing all the time. But he uh, he's very, very good. That's a huge pickup. They pick up two kids from Tennessee, Tamari McDonald and um, Tyler Barron. Barron is the guy to really watch out of those two. Um, again, getting much better on that offensive line. I don't know. Line. Ole Miss loved McDonald. Really? Yeah. That was, they, that was He was a high priority. Defensive back for McDonald, uh, defensive line there for uh, for Barron. They had already picked up Paul. They'd already picked up Key Lawrence. They'd already picked up Tavion Nicholson and then, and Louis Moore. And then over the weekend, am I forgetting anybody? Or was that the was that the weekend hall? They got a uh, Broussard, the offensive tackle um, from Zachary, the high school kid. Surprised he was able the four to, star. I'm really surprised he was able to take a visit and focus on anything after losing the state championship to Rustin. Oh, is that who lost? Yeah, yeah. So Ole Miss had to console him and get him back I mean, with them a little bit. It's an easy thing to say. Everybody loses to them. Well, that hasn't been the case since 1990, nah, actually. Don't go into de- that's details. Trivial. I will give Ole Miss this as, again, you, you and I both believe that they are getting Richardson today, Nolan soon. You got something from the stream? You know? No. Okay. I'm good. What? You want to say something? No, no, I'm good. Okay. I was going to make another smart-ass comment about Rustin. You go can. ahead. Go no, ahead. That's good. Just Bearcat fever. That's they right. are red and blue. You're wearing some other colors. Red and white. Red and white. Oh, they are. are they? Gray. Okay. We went. We went all gray for the state championship. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Is that like the main business uniform? Uh, yeah, we had a gray uniform. I don't I think I may have worn it. Because Ole Miss had an all gray uniform, and that one didn't turn out as well. Typically, when they wore it. Yeah, Ole Miss was like a dark gray. Ours was a, a light gray, silvery kind of silvery kind of Georgia gray. pants kind of gray. Yeah, if I recall correctly. I don't think we had the pants though. We just had the jersey. With a jersey with red pants one time. Really? Yeah. Okay. I can remember getting the red pants. It was exciting. That was a big deal. Big deal. Okay. <laughs> so that was a pickup over the weekend. I, I give them credit. It kind of comes to a larger point, um, which is what I was writing about and what we'll talk about a little bit today, is that they they to get such a volume, they staggered it out. They kind of got mass exposure out of it to have it sort of in the right in the right way they're going into today with Richardson and whenever Nolan does it, and he's kind of the crescendo to to finish off this period, if you will. Now, look, they still need offensive linemen. They're still going to go after best available. And they've had a really sneaky good. Now, they've spent a lot of money to do it. They've had a really sneaky good retention, too. It kind of gets undervalued because it's not as sexy to keep your guys as to go get guys. But look around the country, and you're getting a lot of programs that are getting hammered by a lack of retention right now. So keeping the ones you need to keep is – his job one. And, you know, I I was thinking about it, and I guess yesterday while everything was going on and just kind of wrapping up, and we knew sort of what, what, what the finish was going to look like here over the course of this long weekend. 
and I know at least from my years, really just following the program, I don't even really from a media standpoint, Ole Miss has never pulled in the same direction like this, um, where everybody's kind of on tune and on message. Those are two different things. You know, and we talked about Freeze's ability to win, showing that, hey, they can win, but he did it pretty inefficiently. It's gotten pretty damn efficient right now is what you're seeing that, you know, look, I don't know what next year or two years are going to look like for, from this moment right now. Ole Miss is as, is as organized, which has allowed a place at the table as not just any time in their modern history, probably, but frankly, most teams in the country right now. Yeah, for sure. Um Trying to even get my thoughts sort of straight. Um, so a couple things. Yep. One, and I think this this is hard for a lot of people to do. It's hard sometimes to look in the mirror and go, "Yeah, I need to, I need to start working out. Mm-hmm. I need to lose some weight. Whatever." It's easy to go, "Well, maybe the pants shrunk." Did you put these in the dryer? You know that kind of thing. You that, have excuse after excuse after excuse till you have that one moment, and you go, "Oh." The Georgia game was that moment yeah. where they realized, okay, we're getting our ass kicked. There's no way around this. This isn't officiating. This isn't an off night. No, no. We could play this team over and over and over, and this would keep happening. Yeah. Um, they're better than us up front. We're good. We're a 10-win team. Because I think that night they're like, we're going to win 10 games. We're going to beat ULM. We're going to beat Mississippi State. We might yeah, limp yeah. through it, but we're going to win those games. We're going to go 10 and 2. We're going either Access Bowl or Citrus Bowl. We're solid. Now, that's what elite looks like. Mm -hmm. We're not elite. I remember Lane getting asked a question about, hey, you know, is it going to be difficult to bounce back now that you're not in the national championship picture? And he says, I mean, he basically was like, did you watch? Yeah. We weren't in the national championship picture in the first place. What are you talking about? Yeah. And that told me that day, that answer to me was was sort of eye-opening because I've heard coaches make excuses when that moment hits. Kind of, you know, well, we just didn't play well. You know, they, they played really well. We didn't play well. We got off to a bad start. You know, you changed this play and this play. And maybe, no, no, there was no, none no. Of that. There was none of that. There was none of that. It, what it told me was that they looked each other in the eye sometime probably during that game, certainly after that game, and said, if we want to get where we talk about getting, we have to get a different kind of player here up front on defense. And that's what they've done. They have clearly, clearly focused on the defensive side of the ball. If you look at, they have, I think, what is it, nine additions? And I think it's going to be 11 by the end of the next 48 hours. And nine of those are on defense. They've added one offensive lineman and a wide receiver. Everything else has been defense. And the other thing that it's been is not only that, there seems to be, and I'm, I'm interested to ask Lane about this at some point, Wednesday's probably the day he'll get asked about it. I doubt if he answers it on Wednesday because these guys aren't on campus yet. But not only have they added, they've added from the SEC mostly, the Big Ten. They've got a guy from Indiana, a guy from Illinois, uh, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas, guys who've played in in big leagues, power five, power yeah, four Richardson leagues. Richardson has played 45 games in the SEC. Yeah, Mississippi State, right. Guys who've played SEC, Texas A&M, guys who've played SEC football. Um, 
guys who know what when they walk onto the practice field they know what it takes when they walk onto a game field they know what to expect nothing against guys who came from you know central michigan or or vcu or those kinds of places nothing against those guys and a lot of those guys have worked out troy brown was really good um but there's a there's an adjustment to the sec to the weekend week out part of it and i think you get something similar when you play at indiana when you play at illinois and You've played Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. You've played those kinds of teams, Wisconsin. You've played those teams. You're more prepared. You're veteran. These are older guys. I think this is part of the other thing they would tell you is that when they first started the portal stuff, they were like, hey, let's get guys who have a lot of eligibility left. Now it's not so much. It's like, hey, let's get older guys. We don't Mm -hmm. have to coddle them. Um, We don't have to do a lot of – it's a business transaction. They know what the deal is. You know what the deal is. <clears throat> There's some veteran guys that, that are still here. Uh, that I wrote about them in 10 Weekend Thoughts. J.J. Pegues and Jordan Watkins and Jared Ivey and, and Jackson Dart and those kind of guys who've been here for a minute. Those guys have established culture. So when older guys walk in, I think it's just an easier transition. Um, but, yeah, they're all pulling in the same direction. The one thing that's very obvious to me is that they look at 2024 – it's and they go okay. I'm I'm not a poker player, right? But I've watched poker. Yeah, all and in. You see the dude goes. I got a hand. What? Let's see what happens. And this feels like kind of an all in moment for Ole Miss. And yeah, it's it, it plays into Sammy's question. I'm, we're going to answer that after the break. Sammy, I appreciate the super chat. We'll get to that because I think that can kick off the next segment. No, they're a hundred percent all in. It is. You look at the schedule and the schedules as friendly. You wrote about in ten thoughts as friendly as it can be. Literally. To be in the SEC. You mean, yeah, sure, you got to play Georgia, you play them at home. You're 20-2 and two in your last 22 home games. You play Oklahoma at home. You're better than Oklahoma next yeah. year on paper right now. Yeah. Yeah, Baton Rouge is a good, tough game. Sure. But like I said yesterday. There's going to be tough games. But you don't play Texas. You don't play Missouri. You don't play Texas A&M. You don't have to go to Auburn and do some weird crap. Right. You don't play Alabama. No. Which is your kryptonite. It's a great It's a great schedule. And, and, there's, and there's two bye weeks. So it doesn't matter as much that you got those four and, and Florida is going to be like a skeleton by the time you go to Gainesville. And there's a skeleton now. I mean, there's not an option when you play in the Southeastern Conference to go, okay, well, what we would like is a schedule. 12 Cush games. We'd Thanks. like a schedule that has no difficult road games. Yeah. Well, that doesn't exist. Yeah. So they only have one game that you look at from a from a scheduling standpoint and go, okay, that game at LSU, it's a hard place to play. It's, and LSU will be talented. I know that. Of course, I know that they lose their Heisman quarterback. I get it. They will. Anybody that thinks It'll LSU, be a very difficult game. Anybody that thinks LSU is going to be a bad football team, no, you're no. out of your freaking mind. They'll they'll be very talented. They'll be very good. And he's a very good coach. And that's a difficult place to play. It'll be a tough game. And you got to bring it when you go down there. Period. And you're but, probably six and zero when you head down there. That being said, today, if you made me pick LSU and Ole Miss, even if you put the game in Baton Rouge. I probably kind of pick Ole Miss. The only game on the schedule next year that when I look at it, I go, that's probably an L. It's Georgia. Georgia. Because Georgia hasn't lost a regular season game. In three seasons. I mean, they are. I know they just lost to Alabama, and people are trying to do the, see, it's over. Yeah. Stop, shut up. <laughs> they're, they're, they're immensely talented. That will be a very difficult assignment. But you get them at home, and you get them after learning a lesson, and you'll play them presumably with a much bigger defensive front, 
better linebacker play, and probably a completely different secondary. Now, look, there's still work to do. You yeah, just mentioned yeah, yeah. this. Ole Miss's offensive line right now is not good enough to win a no. national championship. It's just not. Okay? No. It's just not. So but they've got time to work on that. They've got the rest of January. They've got the May portal period. Um, I'm told they want to add four linemen. Um, offensive linemen aren't going for the prices that defensive linemen are going for. It's probably doable. They up front, they're very that's where I think they're more careful. Up front, they want to make sure they get the right fit. They're gonna spend more time, I'm told, on personality and just sort of what a guy's like before they bring them into that room. Defensively, it's let's go get some dudes who can create havoc, mm-hmm. who can occupy blockers. Let's get a linebacker who can clean up. Let's do some things. Um, it's a different side of the ball over there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's a lot. Then the other thing that I think has come into play here, over, and you see it, is when Pete Golding was at Alabama, and look, let's, let's just give credit where credit's due. Alabama's the dominant program in the country over the last two decades. And when Pete Golding was at Alabama for six seasons, I think, four, five, six seasons, sure. when he was there, he recruited all these guys. There was not a rival's top 100 player on defense who didn't at least visit Alabama, who didn't – I mean, come on. Yeah, they made some phone calls. And they, they they recruited those guys. They got those guys to campus. They got those guys to camps. He, he's seen, he knows these guys. He's seen these guys. Most of them he knows them. Most of them he recruited them. Um, and so – I think that's been a huge advantage for Ole Miss. Two things have really benefited Ole Miss. One, they've won the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. Even in 2022, they were 8-1 and one in November. Yeah, I know it fell apart, but they were 8-1 and one in November. The last, then the, the two seasons sandwiching that one, including this one, they were 10-win teams. There mm-hmm. aren't a lot of 10-win teams. I mean, Ole Miss, from a win-loss standpoint, has been the third-best program in the league the last three years behind Georgia and Alabama. That's helped. The Kiffin part has helped. He's a genius at social media, um, and then and he's more locked in than he's ever been. More than ever, yeah. And and then Golding, yeah. Golding's presence as as a guy that these kids have seen before, and when they saw him, they saw him on a big stage. They mm-hmm. associate him with winning and with a big excellence. stage. Yes, with excellence because he was at Alabama, and Alabama's program is excellent. It is elite. It is historically good when this is over and 25 years from now people are writing about it people will go oh my god how did they do what they did Mm -hmm. and and credit where it's due just have you have no choice but to go there the best and and golding was there for a long time and i think all of those things have played in and then i think the other thing and i'm being long-winded here i know but i think this is the the big part for Ole miss is for whatever reason or reasons two programs in this league outside of the two big boys Two programs in this league have figured out the portal, figured out NIL, and literally maximized it. It's Ole Miss and Missouri. Mm-hmm. And you see it. Yeah, it's already bearing fruit. And I mean, the fact that we just said, hey, one of the breaks for Ole Miss, and I can tell you that Missouri says the same thing. One of the breaks for Ole Miss is they don't play Missouri next year. Missouri mm-hmm. looks at their schedule and goes, hey, no Ole Miss. That's good. Yeah. We got Alabama, but no Georgia, no Ole Miss. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean – I mean, if you're looking at your schedule and you're Eli and you go, "Hey, you got to play Arkansas or Ole Miss," I'll play Arkansas. Thanks. Sure. Yeah. Not even. Not even. And that's for Ole Miss again. I mean, their road schedule next season at South Carolina. Okay. I mean, you got to play at Florida. I, I, 
I just don't see it at Arkansas. At Arkansas and in at November. LSU. I mean, they well in as late October, early November. I mean, they play Arkansas and Florida on the road late. By that time, the odds are those seasons will have imploded. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a a, 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 a long place, range thought, but yeah, I yeah. know that's a place that historically Ole Miss has not played well at all in Fayetteville. But frankly, if you don't win in Fayetteville next year, you don't deserve to play in the playoff. Yeah, and then the, the LSU game, and yeah. and then the home schedule. I mean, it's. Again, it's super winnable. You get Kentucky at home; they're fine. Um, you, you get State, Georgia, Oklahoma, State, and Oklahoma, and I, I mean Oklahoma's lost their entire offensive line to the portal. Oklahoma has not figured out the portal; they've lost their quarterback. They've not figured out NIL the way that you would think Oklahoma would figure out NIL. Um, Mississippi State; I don't anticipate them being a very good football team next season. And then you get, you know, you get Georgia, who will be a very good football team, obviously. Yeah. Several more things on that. We'll get back to Sammy's Super Chat and more. Before we do that, I'll tell you at the podcast is brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. It's getting close to the end of 2023. Still a few days away to make year-end donations for tax purposes. Call the foundation. They'll walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives, whether it's the Vault Society or Empower. Both initiatives give you a tax-deductible way to support the Champions Now campaign. If you're working on estate planning, call for uh, the foundation and discuss Forever Ole Miss. For more information on that, 662-915-7159, give to athletics.com. And remember, Peach Bowl tickets on sale, OleMissTicks.com. Uh, we're brought to you by Dead Soxie. If you need stocking stuffer ideas, something for the boss or secret Santa, maybe you just want to treat your own feet, take advantage of incredible savings with Dead Soxie's holiday 2023 sale. Head over to DeadSoxie.com, promo code REBELGROVE. Get 33% off. Happy holidays from Dead Soxie. I'll have a uh, post-game column on December the 30th. That's brought to you by uh, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. If you're searching for residential or commercial properties in Oxford or Tupelo, contact Whitney McNutt for amazing professional service and support. Contact Whitney at Whitney at TMHomes.com or 662-567-2573. Are you retiring soon? I should say this. I mentioned uh, 10 Weekend Thoughts. It's brought to you by us. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? Um, Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Uh, Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan, whether you meet at his house, at his office in Collierville, I should say, or prefer Zoom from anywhere. My bad. See, I'm not on my game. Uh, you get a uh, schedule a free discovery meeting. See what they can do for you at rebelsretire.com. Again, rebelsretire.com. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app and name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, uh, Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Uh, If you're looking for uh, last-minute gifts, if you're looking for uh, Peach Bowl gear, you can get that at the College Corner. Uh, CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to go. Uh, They have two locations in the Jackson area, one in Oxford as well. So again, uh, if you're looking for your Peach Bowl gear for the big game or just some uh, fan gear for the uh, fan in your life go to collegecornerstore.com podcast is brought to you by prom shrimp promshrimp.com maybe you uh, have some already in your freezer great for the holidays great for dinners when things are a little busy 
Got a lot of stuff going on right now. Lunch, protein, snacks, or incorporate them into recipes. Got a lot of different options, including some of my favorite, the signatures, the uh, New Orleans-style barbecue. They got the uh, the uh, soy coming uh here soon, more of an Asian type of flavor there with prime shrimp. So they can deliver directly to your door, pick some of your favorites, or uh, get a little bit of everything. We're going to help you out by doing that. You use code RG. That's code RG with primeshrimp.com. Buy five pouches or more, and you get 25% off. Again, that is code RG with primeshrimp.com. That is soy ginger, by the way, on the uh, flavor there with prime shrimp. You know, one of the things that was mentioned, too, somebody pointed out Trey Harris yeah, he didn't play in SEC school, but on that offensive side, they want maturity. And when they really loved Trey Harris was getting him in the room and seeing that he mattered and yep. seeing that they thought that he would be somebody who would buy into the culture and buy into to what they were doing, especially in that in that wide receiver room, that passing room, that kind of thing from an offensive side. So Elaine has talked about that while they liked him, it was actually in the room that made the difference for Trey, not just what he could do on yeah. the field. And then now you see that because he came back. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you know, they're starting to get invested. Sammy says, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Merry Christmas to you, Sammy. Appreciate seeing you every day. NIL opinion, what we're spending on this 2024 team, should that be the year? It should be expected to be the yearly budget, or is this a window? So you're just going for it now. Um, it's definitely a window to go for it now, but that doesn't necessarily mean it can't be the other either. This is more this is slightly educated, but Walker has not told me this. They're definitely going all in because it's right here in front of you. I mean, as we just said, we pointed out all those reasons. But here's the thing with you know, what we learned from Newton and Einstein and people, momentum keeps going until something stops it. If you win a ton of games and you gamble on that and do it, the coffers are probably going to be okay moving forward too, because people really like winning. They yep. like being involved in the process, too. And that's what Ole Miss has done so well is involve everybody mm-hmm. in the process. I mean, look, you know, are you buying an offensive back with your whatever it is per month? Probably not, but you're invested. You're dedicated. You're in this mix that all collectively does, not no pun, purchase things and get things moving in the right direction. So I, I think it is a I think it's a gamble, but it's a very easy to do gamble where you just believe this this is the method to go year to year to year to year like this. And as long as you don't have some really big clunker, people probably are invested and willing to do that to some extent. I mean, that's what we're seeing. It's back to Neil's argument on is everything broken? I mean, Ole Miss fans are looking at it right now going, hell, we're getting everybody we want. What's the problem? I'm in. Sure. If you're winning. You, yeah, if you're in, hey, whatever. Cool. You, you think this works. If you're a Dodgers fan today, you, you love it. <laughs> It's all great. Did you see where their 2040 payroll is already at $84 million? Yeah. Between Freeman and Betts and Otani? I mean, they're all in right now. They'll, they'll, all in. They're just, we'll figure it out. But if you're asking a fan at State or Arkansas today, they're going, I don't know. I don't like the system too much. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this. This doesn't look like it works. Yeah. Well, I mean, at all these places, they're, they're either going to figure it out or they're not, right? Um <laughs> I've pissed off a bunch of people in football circles I have discovered over the past few years. I'm not minimizing what you did before 2020. If you were a dominant program, congratulations. You've got banners, right? Put them up. It just doesn't matter now. And I think starting now, it's more year to year than it's ever been. And maybe that will change down the road. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, I hear like the, uh, the the guy at UCLA had a big thing about Chip Kelly. Yeah, come on, dude, that's not happening. That's not happening. 
Um, All the media said it was a great idea. Just yeah. listen to him, and it, it's it's cool. Because well, most media are socialist. Yeah, just sounds good. Most media are socialist. So what he proposed was socialism, and it, it, it ain't happening. If you want to win at the SEC level, you've got to figure this NIL thing out. How you maintain it, I don't know. You know, but nobody knows yet. It hasn't been here my, long enough. That's my so. Point. Just go win, and we'll it's figure a, it out. That's tomorrow's problem. It's a blank canvas. Yeah, you that's fig- not today. You know, does Ole Miss lose a lot off the 2024 team? Yeah, of course. Will you have to come up with a lot of money to redo it? Yeah, hundred percent. Is it going to happen? I don't know. How can anyone say, "Oh yes, this will absolutely happen," or "Oh, there's no but way"? But Ole Miss, you know, right? Yeah. Or there's no way this is going to happen. How do you say that? I mean, that, that's both of those statements, in my opinion. And this, mm-hmm. I realize this is not great pod. It's not a hot take. When someone goes, "Oh, there's no question in my mind that Ole Miss will be able to do this year over year," I look at him and go, "Shut up." And when someone goes, "There's no way they're going to be able to do this again," I go, "Shut up." You don't know. We don't know. You don't. No, and I know that's hard for a lot of people. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. No, Walker doesn't know. He might have a, an opinion, but he doesn't know. Like, what happens if you put all this in and the next season falls apart and you do lose a couple of those games? and You end up in the Music City Bowl and people are like, this didn't work. I, I don't know. What happens if you go 11-1 and one and you host a playoff game or you get a bye and you end up in the national semifinal, do people go, oh, my God, this was amazing. I'll give more. I don't know. Are we going to have a recession? I don't know. What happens in the presidential election? Does that impact what people do? I don't know. How can you possibly know? So just go today and see what happens. How how committed are donors to process above all else? Because, look, I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm telling you it's the only way it can work. Yes, so you have to decide. Yeah, there's no question about that. There's no question. The other about side that. ain't working. Yeah. So to me, it's why you see this vitriolic reaction from Mississippi State right now. It's not because they. It's because d- deep down, those people over there, the ones that are talking, they know that they can't do this. You get a different reaction from like Kentucky, South Carolina, Arkansas, those kinds of programs that go. Whew, we're way behind. But Ole Miss and Missouri are giving us a blueprint. We got yeah, to figure out. Maybe. How, we got to figure out how to follow it. That's exactly what. And been. then there's schools. And, and that, I've, I've talked to people at all three of those schools. They, they, they'll tell you that. And then there's schools that should be able to replicate it with much less trouble, and they just can't quit stepping over themselves. It shows you who has such dysfunction inside their boards and their admin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it makes it really clear on who needs all the credit. And has to do these things and has different ideas and how nobody works together. Because, I mean, you're seeing that at a lot of schools right now. I mean, look, they're going to finish, they were, they finished the regular season 12th in the country. Oklahoma clearly is a really good program. Venables has done a good job. I've got to eat some crow on my thoughts on him, but they're not that well organized given their perceived potential right now. It doesn't no. look and feel right. Mm-mm. Well, he's a football coach, he's old school. He doesn't like, this nil thing and those those people are are proving to be dinosaurs that doesn't work you've got to be adaptable i mean there are lots of coaches that i think deep down don't really care for it but they're in it is what it is it is what it is might as well deal with it it what what's even interesting too is see how you budget and raise between now and that post spring period 
you got another one of these coming. Mm-hmm. More guys are coming out. Like, how much are you using now versus later? Are you, you back into it? Or I think you, you use now, now, and you deal with it. Just them, figure then. out. Yeah, you, you get what you can get now because there's no guarantee. Because you see what's there. Yeah, there's no guarantee that the guys you think will get in and may get in and may. Things might get smoothed over by then. Again, I go back to my, my comment about like the, the negative recruiting. Um, guys that are on campuses that, at schools where they're going to try to keep those guys, they have four months to recruit those guys. They're going to do everything they can to keep them. So there's no guarantee um, that the guy that you think is going to enter the portal enters the portal. Bit of Yale says, what were the things that Ole Miss did so well that got out in front of other collectives? And Brian's got a story coming out soon that hits on some of the stuff. But it's, it's several things. Um it's as we said, it, they, they hit it from a lot of different tiers. Ole Miss has obviously businesses like Real Tree that are very committed from a corporation standpoint. Um, they have some net worth, high net worth individuals that are much more committed than maybe at other points, at least in this process, than you would have expected. Where they probably weren't going to go pay for a bunch of legal recruiting in some ways, but the NIL makes it a little more tenable for some people. Makes it less tenable for some people, but it makes it a lot more tenable for some people. Um, you have a really good marketing push right now. And then, you know, it's one of the credits to, to listen was they got so organized so early yes, and had such the correct blueprint on here's how this needs to work that, you know, even from a contract standpoint, there's been a lot of other collectives around the country that have just taken Ole Miss's contract and used that as a blueprint there. They were really early adaptable cutting edge on exactly the way things needed to be structured. They got some legislative help from the Mississippi legislature. They did a lot of stuff like that to put things in place where they didn't trip over themselves. They didn't really fight about it. Once it became the Grove Collective being the primary entity that was pushing this forward, they just did a lot of good stuff. And it, it, it's kind of paid dim, dividends all through uh, this to uh, to this point. Yeah. I think all those people that William especially deserves a ton of credit at the beginning. Because you're just going, hey, because there were a lot of people around the country, smart people, who thought this isn't going to really happen. And they just kind of pushed it to the side. I mean, come up with whatever analogy you want to. Like, you need a roof. You kind of know you need a roof, but you put it off because it's expensive. It's going to be a pain in the ass. And then before you know it, you've got problems. You really need a roof. And now you really need a roof, and you're behind. And the roofers are putting roofs in everywhere else. They can't get to yours for a while. And, yeah, it's that. Ole Miss acknowledged quickly, okay, this is the landscape. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Serve Pro never had to come in the house. It's where, yeah, it's where having – and then let's be real. Let's be honest. Yep. Kiffin flirted with Auburn pretty hard. He did. That that ignited things last year. And sure. people realized one of two things. Okay, if we're going to keep this guy, we're going to have to do this. And if he leaves and we, we, we want to be competitive, we're going to have to be more, more, more competitive here. Be honest. Yeah, sure. That was a huge. The, the, the fall of 2022, that, from the moment Brian Harson was fired and the Lane Kiffin to Auburn stuff kicked out, the NIL thing here got super serious. That's what got it rolling. And it really hasn't stopped rolling since. If we're going to be honest and tell an honest story, there it is. It's a big part of it. People were, were going to be... A lot of fundraising done in those 10 days. They fought to keep him. And had he left, they were going to be so pissed off that they were going to be like, we'll show you. That's reality. 
Yeah. But no, what I mean, closing the thought, Sammy, what's it exactly look like next year? I don't know. But Eric, thank you for the super chat. He says, uh, if you gave Lebby truth serum right now, how do you answer the question? What's your five year plan? Win enough to get out and go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, win enough to get out. Go eight and four, get a job offer and go. What would you set old Mrs. Over under at in Vegas? Nine and a half? Yeah. I'd set it at nine and a half. You'll get a lot of action under on that just because of the name. Yeah, sure. I think I'd bet over. I mean, Lane to this point, as you've said, has one stupid loss. They don't so, lose a lot of games. They're not supposed to lose. They've lost one game in three years. I don't count 2020. If you want yeah, to count yeah, 2020, yeah. count it. Do your thing. Whatever. I don't care. Um, in his three seasons at Ole Miss, he has one loss that is I, – the word I've used is is inexcusable. That's it. That's, he's got a handful of wins that you go, wow, that was a really big win. He's got no losses that I go, that's an it's one loss that's an inexcusable loss. Yeah, people go Texas Tech, I don't count that. Bowl they, game doesn't count. Bowl game didn't matter. They didn't want to be there. Texas Tech did. The result was predictable. In fact, most of us predicted it. Yeah, and when Ole Miss was eight and one, they went, Hey, you're going to the Texas Bowl. They didn't give two shit. Like, no, no, no. Hey, come on. No, no. I mean, I've talked to players who were like, whatever. And then Texas Tech was house on fire. They'd close the finish. They'd close the season strong, first year coach, all that stuff. It was in Houston. What do you what do you expect like that from the Peach Bowl? Oh, I expect two teams that will play like they want to be there. Do you? Yeah. And then it'll be matchups. And Penn State's had some opt outs. They've had three. Two or three. Yeah. You know. Including Chop, who's their best player. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're gonna be a first round pick, you you have to at least think of opting out. I mean, you you, you gotta be smart. To my knowledge, Ole Miss doesn't have any yet. I've heard one rumor, and haven't heard it substantiated at all, about opt-outs. Yeah, I have one potential in my head. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think both teams play hard. It's a good game. It's a fun game. It'll be a fun week for both teams. It's a reward. Both teams are kind of in the same place. Both 10-2, and two, the two teams that they both lost to are elite programs. They both have expectations to be in the playoff next year. Yeah. Penn State just hired Tom Allen as their defensive coordinator. Kudos to Tom. There's no offset in his program in his uh, good, contract. Good day to be Tom. Good day to be Tom Allen. Um, how do you not put offsets? How is the? This is the part. See, no, no. It's, hold, hold, hold up, hold up. This is the part that you and I we fight about, not fight about. I don't blame the agents. I'm not blaming the agent. I'm blaming the administration. Then we're on the same page. How but, do you look at that contract and go, "Oh yeah, Jimmy looks good." Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Jimmy, I'm going to need you to refer to uh, page 8, paragraph 4. Uh, got a little issue here. Is your client really willing to lose $20 million of a contract over no offset? Are you really ready to walk away from that, Jimmy? Because you're going to say yes right now, but are you really ready? Go ahead and walk away, tell me you're done, and then call me back in 15 minutes and let's let, let's work this out, right? Yeah. Because Tom wants to be here, so let's cut the crap. Where's that at? I, I don't know. No offset. So you owe him the whole contract and he gets to go work. Good for him. Good day. And Penn State probably plays, pays pretty well for defensive coordinator. Oh, it's a great day for Tom Allen. It's a great day for whoever the hell, Russ Campbell or Jimmy Sexton or whoever his agent sure. is. I don't sure. know who his Tom's agent I, is. I don't know. I don't know who that is. But 
How? I don't know. It's on the ADs, though. You just look past that little line item and go, ah, that's fine. That's who it's on. We're never going to have to fire him. He's just going to win. Don't worry about it. Hey, what's the buyout when Tom leaves? Ah, it's like $200,000. What's the buyout when you fire him? That's ah, $18 million with no buyout. Oh, well, hold. <laughs> hold on. What? Hey, hey, if your agent gets you that deal, you thank your agent. Oh, you're sending him the biggest ham possible oh, for Christmas. You don't have to send him a ham. You, he already got 5%. He's good. What do you think Jimmy gets for Christmas from his clients? Probably nice stuff. What kind of stuff you think Jimmy gets? Probably some nice stuff. Watches and bottles and... Probably bottles. A lot of bottles? Yeah. I'm guessing Jimmy can buy his own watches. He's probably pretty hard to shop for Christmas time. You know, he's probably one of those people that if he wants something, he can just go ahead and get it. He doesn't have to wait for the gift cycle to roll around. Okay. Birmingham Rebel says, Russ and Patrick, great job, guys. Hell of a job. Yeah. They're very good. He did a wonderful job. Patrick's an Ole Miss guy. Hell of a job. I would I would be absolutely content letting people like that represent me if I were big enough to be represented. <laughs> yes. I'm not, but if I were, I'd be cool. I would trust them. I'm just... Them, Jimmy Sexton, Scott Boris, sign me up. I'm going to get taken. Those people have no question who they're working for. No, with the client. They're protecting their client. Period. And and that's. And I have no issue with that. And we've said this in the last few weeks. And this doesn't go for every AD and every administration of the country, but in a lot of them, from a negotiation standpoint, as would be expected, they're so overmatched by agents. And they're dealing with the emotion involved with the situation from other people. It's it's not a fair fight. Well, and they don't really answer to anybody either, right? If you're a general manager or the president of baseball operations, yeah, you, you answer a, you answer to ownership yeah. because it's ownership's money. Yeah, right. In corporate America, there's a board that goes whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, if if you're well, let's use the Cubs as an example. If you're Jed Hoyer, and you make a bad deal, you just made a bad deal that cost Tom Ricketts money, his money. So Tom Ricketts is going to come down on you. If you're representing a university, it's just sort of this nebulous thing. Like, who the hell are you answering to? Some board of trustees somewhere? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not really. So you're not really dealing with money that's personal. No, and it feels like monopoly money in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's tomorrow's problem. Yeah. So if you know, if you're the, if you're the, if you're my guy Sam Presti running the Thunder. You're answering to Clay Bennett. That's his money. Mm-hmm. So if you give a player $170 million and he's a total disaster, well, you threw my money away. That was my money, real money. Mm-hmm. If you're Ole Miss, whose money is it really? It's just like kind of just, just money. It's just money that you printed out of, over at the money shop yeah. off the money tree. <laughs> so it's totally different. I think that leads to these stupid contracts. But I get mad. I push back. It's one of the things that really bothers me. It's a pet peeve when they go, Jimmy Sexton's ruining college football. I'm like, no, he's not. No. Unless Jimmy Sexton walks into the meetings with a AR-15 pointed at the guy's head going, if you don't put this offset in, you're never seeing your family again. And I think if that happened, we'd hear about it. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't fault him. If he absolutely bends over an AD and just spanks him right there in front of everyone, okay, it's on the AD. I, I don't blame Jimmy at all. None. Zero. It's not his job to look out for the best interest of the SEC mm. or the University of fill-in-the-blank or 
the betterment of the sport, mm. as stupid as that. That's an idiotic statement when people do it, frankly. It's just it's it's obnoxiously stupid. That's a big golf thing. You gotta look out for the game of golf. Yeah, shut up. No, his job is very simple. Get the absolute best deal for his client. John possible. Rahm's agent was not worried about protecting the game. Nor of should golf. he. John Rahm's, John Rahm's agent should be looking out for the betterment of John Rahm and yeah. nothing else. Not the future golfers, not the tour, not the game, none of that. Nope. John Rahm. Yeah. Period. This is, this is who I'm working for him. Yeah. And if he could get $300 billion more, he should. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. John, are you cool taking the Saudis' money? Yes. Okay, that's it. That's, that's okay. it. Okay. That's it. Okay. If let's you say get... no, then we'll go that route. Yeah. That's cool. Let's get as much of it as we can. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. It's in Oxford and Holly Springs. Let you know they're offering the full line of vaccines, including the high-dose flu shots for patients over 65. They typically give the standard dose to all patients. So they highly recommend the 65 and up patients come get a high-dose flu shot from them. They also have the RSV vaccine, anyone who needs that protection. Those are by appointment, which makes getting in and out super easy. Just give them a call to schedule. 662-236-2222 for G&M in Oxford or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Uh, we're brought to you by Argent Wealth, formerly Pinnacle Wealth. Argent based in Ridgeland, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Argent, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. 
So regardless of your level of wealth, Argent will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. To learn more, go to myargentwealth.com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John is part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. John traveled the globe for 37 years before getting into the travel business. Uh, He knows the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. So get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. Opus. OPA is Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's a perfect place to plan your, it's probably a little late for a Christmas party at this point, but your company dinner, festive party event, they can accommodate up to 200 guests, fabulous food, great craft libations as well at OPA, 601-421-7147. Ask for Jeannie, and you can uh, find out about catering or booking information at that point. We'll have uh, picks up to you uh, later this week. That's coming probably Thursday, I think, is the plan to get that published Thursday morning. It's brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you are on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they've got opportunities across the board in multiple fields. Uh, What they do is they get to know you. They get to see your strengths, see what you're looking for in your next career move, and they help you find it. It's always free for the candidate, so you've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile that you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. The one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Trying to catch up uh, on... Yeah, we, we asked Walker Jones one time, if the Saudis called, what would you have to say? I mean, I think most people would probably go, yeah, you know, I mean, I could pay for a linebacker or two. Just... You know, I don't know what the line would be to like, how much branding would you need here, but probably have the phone conversation, not be completely against it. You'd have to listen. Yeah, there's several donors putting a lot of bill here um, for the for the rebels right now. Yeah, they have some big donors doing big things, and then they have the community part that you it's just not discussed. Nothing. No, it's no, it's not. It's no, it's every everything. monthly feeding in here. Everything's real. It is. I was uh, perusing for a couple different reasons the uh, Texas A&M message board yesterday. They're having a hard time. They're 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 having a rough one. I think I was seeing what they were saying about uh, Walter Nolan. I think that was my my goal mm-hmm. when I first went over there. Just sort of curious. And were they wishing him well? Uh yeah. Go Rebels. <laughs> the, the whole the whole kit caboodle. But my the, 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 
there's there are stages of denial mode when your program's in a weird spot and you can't quite figure it out. And then one of my favorites, and you you love this one too, and I found it, so I have to make sure that we uh, we read this appropriately. There was a Walter Nolan thread on uh, Aggiel.com. Okay, member of the Rivals Network. Yeah, and uh, where's it at? <sighs> two things. I got two. I got two posts. The first one is. There was a lot of trepidation on their part that Ole Miss was going to be very good next season and that that was a problem and they were worried about the Rebels. They pointed out that they're not, however, having to play Ole Miss next year, so it's irrelevant unless they're in the SC Championship game or something sure. along those lines. Fair. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Not but they did what my favorite thing is. Mm-hmm. Grunt 7111 is the poster for this post. You got to wonder when his parents, when he was born and they named him, name him Grunt 7111. Or even when you're doing the username and you go, you know what? Yeah. And what's the 71111? What do you think it is? Telephone number? Last four of a social? <laughs> Surely it's a telephone number. <laughs> Go ahead. You should want to play the you should want to play the old miss and not and and kick their ass. Moffitt and and not and his SNC program is gonna make a big difference. <laughs> We're in that mode. It's oh. the strength coach, baby. <laughs> I oh. love the strength coach season. I do. Too. Our former strength so coach good. wasn't worth the shit. He sucked. Yeah, he Our sucked. guys were soft. This new dude, though, let me tell you, he, <laughs> he knows some stuff. It, it's like state right now is going. You know what? We got a speed coach. Yeah, it's coming. That's going to change. Do you know everything. what your best speed coach is? Hiring dudes who run four threes. That's your best speed coach. There's nothing better. Oh, I love strength coach season. Hey, this guy. Oh. This guy's a difference maker. Look what he did with X. Oh, how come he got fired at that place? Like. LSU fired Moffitt. Like, don't get me wrong. Moffitt's a hell of a strength coach. Very good. Yeah, yeah. But but let me I'm not a hell of a strength coach. Okay. If you give Moffitt one hundred average athletes you're gonna have you, a hard time. And you give me one hundred great ones. I'll figure it out. We're gonna win. We'll get in the weight room. I'll 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 come up with something. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll call some people, get some stuff. We'll 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 go. And then my other... He, he probably will be better at making an average athlete better than oh, I would sure. be better at making yeah, an average yeah, yeah, athlete. Yeah. But you give me the elite athlete, and we'll figure it out. We'll he could train right. you, and he'd take some time off your marathon. There's no doubt about that. Sure. But he's not going to turn... But you ain't beating the Kenyans. He's not turning me into Usain Bolt. No. You're not beating that cat that just ran whatever the other day, ran like 202 or whatever. I mean... No. Can't even imagine. No, most people can't stay on the treadmill when it's going at that guy's pace. Like even for one minute. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that bitch for two hours just rolling. They look like they're not moving either. That's what gets me is like they look like they're just kind of sauntering. No strain on their face at all. Their face looks just completely calm and placid like they're in meditation somewhere. The other one, there's never been a more potent, and and I get my hyperbole there. I I mean it. Pot meat kettle situation ever, ever. As a TAMU underscore fan did point out, Ole Miss is pulling in some big-time talent, maybe a playoff contender next season, contender for the SEC title, and then he gave an expletive because he was unhappy about this uh, this move inside the conference. And uh, Wick, W-I-C-K, is his username, he says, or they could be the Mets or Yankees of football. And what are you? You bragged about spending thirty million dollars on a signing class to go seven and five, eight and four. What the hell did they just do? Who? A and M. Seven and five. Seven and five. They play in the Texas Bowl here soon. Well, it's close. I can save some money on yeah accommodations. It's in Houston. 
almost a home game. What do you think they'll go over the whole week? They'll have to go over whenever they'll be there Christmas Day or whatever. With the steak eating competition yeah, and the whole they'll, they'll have to go do all that crap. The ten that are left. Who are they playing? It's another Texas school, isn't it? Oh, is it? It's a battle of Texas. Is it? I'm 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 not, like TCU or somebody? Something like that. It's in the picks thing. I haven't gotten to that. I one, picked I the game. I can't remember who I picked. I put a lot of effort in the Neil's picks this time. Did you write more than two sentences on any game? Maybe two games. Not much. How would you have done on Saturday had we picked those games? I have no idea. You don't? I did not see one down of football. They play Oklahoma State. Okay. I picked Oklahoma State. I feel like I did care. too. Yeah, I actually have picked that game. I think I would too. I think that's right. See the kid, uh, Rich Rod won his bowl game. Uh, Jacksonville State Saw the uh, Louisiana um, in, their, uh, in their game. Rich did a great job this year at Jacksonville he State. He really did. The kicker that won the game winner had never kicked a field goal in a college game before. Is that right? Their kicker, kicker had like opted out or something. I think I saw this. Oh, okay. How about yeah. that? Yeah, something like that. That's pretty cool. Sure. It was neat. I have no idea who played this weekend. I, I just didn't see it. I, I I was I was busy. Well, I told you I had it. I, for some reason, I had bad bowl games on instead of anything else. I didn't even know there were NFL games. I was watching bad bowl games. Because I was oblivious to anything else that so was going on around me. I was me. working recruiting on Saturday. I had Bengals Vikings on. I was watching. Um, who was it? It was the game in Atlanta. It was two big name teams, and there was nobody there. And then I watched the Ole Miss basketball game that night. I watched the Thunder Saturday night, which was it was the awesome. other game to Kentucky and Carolina. Those teams were also in Atlanta, and it was yeah. whoever the other game was. Kentucky Carolina was a really good game, by the way. So, shocker. Both those have a shot later when it gets to. Yeah. Yes, it was Jacksonville State's first bowl win ever. They're new to the uh, to the league. Yeah, I'm excited for for Rich. He did. A, yeah, that class grind says that A and M paid all that money for. They're twelve and twelve, and most of them are gone. Didn't work. The Ohio Georgia Southern game. Do you have any idea what the score was on Saturday? No clue. Forty one twenty one Bobcats. Oh, they beat Georgia Southern. Jacksonville State won 34-31 in overtime. Okay. Over over Louisiana Lafayette. Louisiana Lafayette going six and seven. Uh App State beat Miami, Ohio, 13 to 9. Okay. App State has like the fifth most wins in FBS since they joined yeah, they've FBS been studying. in like twenty fourteen. Yeah, they've been studying. It's like Alabama and Clemson way up here, and then like Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, App State, somewhere okay. in there. Uh, Fresno State just beat the hell out of Jerry Kill in New Mexico State on Saturday, thirty-seven to ten. The Bulldogs there over okay. New Mexico State. All right. Uh, UCLA beat up on Boise State pretty good. That other quarterback played really well for Chip Kelly and his Bruins. And Boise was playing without their quarterback too, right? Because he, they? he transferred. Uh, thirty-five twenty-two, and then in the nightcap, Texas Tech just rolling in these shitty bowl games. They mm-hmm. uh, hammered Cal in their bowl game, thirty-four fourteen. Oh, okay. And the uh, Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Oh, Shreveport, nothing. The good news for them is that at least you don't have to lose your Christmas to Shreveport. Get it over with. I, I'm bothered it, but bothered by it being Radiance Technologies, like. That should be like the Weed Eater Bowl, like the Poulon or whatever. Like the Independence Bowl needs the 
bad boy motors. Yeah, it needs like the kind of trashy sponsor. Like that needs that's oh. kind of no offense, but just what Poulan do to you, huh? <laughs> I mean, they were mainstay for a while too, right? Isn't that right, Chase? <laughs> Why you ask me these questions is beyond me. What's your hometown bowl game? I just thought maybe you remember it is. that. It's been a minute since I've been to Shreveport. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, the Independence Bowl sponsors. Radiance Technology since 2020. Okay. Okay. Walk-ons from 2017 to 2019. No issue there at all. That makes sense. Remember that. Camping World, 15-16. They moved up. They did. Duck Commander in 14. That was the West Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. fine. Whatever. Sure. Advocare from 2009 to 2013. Oh, you remember Advocare? Is that still a thing? I don't know. That's pretty scammy. I think that was a bit of a pyramid scheme? Uh, yeah, a yeah. lot. Uh, Petra Sun, I don't recall that. 2006, 2008. Uh-uh. Mainstay, 2001 to 2003. Okay. Sanford from 98 to 2000. I remember that. And then Poulin from 1990 to 1997. Is Poulin still a thing? Can't answer the question to that. And then Sanford is now Newell Brands. They've been renamed. Okay. The more you know. Grind says, why does Shreveport have a bowl? Just because it's been there forever and they Well, that's a complicated question. It's a yeah. Well, why does Montgomery have a bowl? And they played at the Crampton, don't they? Yeah. Is that a reward? Hey, if you get out of there, you won. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody won. <laughs> they play it during the day. I don't know. Again, you're asking me questions I can't possibly. You covered that answer. though, probably, haven't you? I've been to that stadium, but I've never covered that game. Have you not? I've covered the Mobile game a handful of times. Between two Mac schools and like Marshall playing Miami, Ohio, or something. There was the Marshall East Carolina game where it was Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich, and that was a great game. They scored like 50-something points each. Oh, you covered that game. Yeah, I remember uh-huh. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I covered that game. Yeah, it was like 60 to 58 or yeah. some crap. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've covered that game five or six times. The Mobile game? Yeah. I, mean, I worked in Mobile for 10 years. I mean, it was not It was, It was. was not optional. What did they want y'all to do? I mean, I've told you a couple of different times I got sent to the... Oh, you had to actually go to I the place. I had to go to the place two weeks early and write a thousand stories. That just doesn't mean, I can't make that make sense in today's world. That's one of those where it just doesn't. No, I, I would always be like, is anyone reading this? Like seriously, I mean, I'm writing about TCU's tight end. Is anyone reading this in Mobile, Alabama? Anyone? Yeah. That'd be better off sending the second person to wherever Alabama and Auburn were at. Yeah. But I mean, I'd go to that too, but I'd be in Mobile for that bowl game. Yeah. I went to... That was the Dollar General Bowl for a while, right? I think they sent me to Marshall. Did they? Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Okay. I got sent a bunch of places. <laughs> All right. We'll talk a little basketball here after the break. First, Style Assembly. It's Women's Boutique on the Square, offering clothes, shoes, purses, jewelry, art, and more. Huge selection of gooder sunglasses for men and women. They also have their new online store. That's shopstyleassembly.com. Shipping is free anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $150. Use the exclusive discount code RG15 on the website. Between now and the end of the year, receive 15% off your online purchase. 
They're a corporate sponsor of the Grove Collective, as well as a fan, founding member of the Grove Collect- Collective Business Coalition. And again, you can go to shopstyleassembly.com or shop right there in the store. That's 203 North Lamar, next to Blind Pig. Ask for Kate. She's the owner. She'll personally help you out. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Or contact Andy at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or call him at 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of uh, wooded trails. A whole lot offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings, from beginner lessons to advanced to competing at nationally recognized competitions, it's also a great venue for corporate outings and events. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. I told you about Pete and our uh, taping Pete's Pigskin Preview. That's brought to you by Riverland Roofing. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Uh, whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business. As a GAF Master Elite Contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland Services, Mississippi, and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. College Town Oxford is next door to the Ole Miss campus, offering spacious Two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible amenities will have you feeling like you're living on a resort. So don't break up the gang. Instead, grab your friends, pick out your favorite floor plan, and reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. Collegetownoxford, this must be the place. Text their VIP list today to be the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open, 662 Three zero zero three seven three three, and I'll have a mailbag up to you on uh, Wednesday. That's brought to you by Art Hayes of Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's International Realty to work for you. As a licensed agent with Sotheby's International Realty and a supporter of all things Ole Miss, Art can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you. Seriously, so call and ask Art how. 612-805-5929 or email art at arthur.hayes, H-A-Y-S, at lakesmn.com. Ole Miss plays Troy tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Rebels and Trojans at the uh, Pavilion. So we oh, is it a, a 6 o'clock tip? Yeah, I think tomorrow's 6. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I think that's right. Good job. Now you're making me question myself, but I'm pretty pretty certain on that. That sounds too good to be true. I'm going to find out if that's okay. actually the case. You're good with the 6, not the 7? More Makes than, a lot of difference. More than good with it. I'm like elated with it. Yeah, you can check. Well, and, and I'll hit some more basketball tomorrow. We'll look at some metrics and different things. Uh, computers still not really liking the Rebels, but they keep winning again. They're liking them more. They are a little bit. Up, little in, bit. up into the 60s now. Now, yeah, Ken Palm has them 90 still. Uh, so we'll get into that a little. I'm, I'm going to talk more right on the show, but I'll get into that a little more. And then I want to lead the show tomorrow uh, just as a teaser. Neil wrote in 10 Thoughts was talking about, eh, why would you take the Florida job potentially? We'll lead the show tomorrow with that conversation. 
discussing what uh, probably will be some level of storyline come next year in 2024. That is in 10th if you'd like to get a, um, a bit of a preview of some of that conversation. But uh, again, as Ole Miss was getting recruits and it was going well on the uh, football side of things, Ole Miss basketball moved to 10-0 on the season with an 88-78 win over Cal. 6 p.m. Yeah. 6 p.m. In, uh, in San Antonio. Really just dominated throughout. They uh, they shot the lights out. Ole Miss when fifty three percent from the field compared to forty two for Cal, fifty seven percent from three, and frankly that's with a few late misses. They were much better than that most of the night. And then they went eighty eight percent from the free throw line, fourteen of sixteen. Cal eight of ten from the stripe, and ten of thirty from uh, three, including some really ugly long range bricks uh, early in the game. There, Ole Miss jumped out to an early lead and then coasted, though it. He, he Beard has been annoyed by a lot of the late game stuff, letting teams just sort of get back in it and not finishing. And that was another example where he could probably yell at them, even though it was a ten point win um, there in that one. Yeah, they didn't play great defense for about five minutes, yeah. and Cal made some shots. But it looked several ways. I got Brandon Murray back. He's obviously eligible the rest of the season after that uh, new hearing, so he's on the team. No more waiver stuff. Just he here's makes, what it is. He makes a difference. Yeah, people were criticizing his stat line, but he distributed. He gives them another point guard preference uh, option. Length it was his first defense. game. Gives them real length on defense. He lets he's going them, to score. He lets them play some lineups where they're very switchable. Yeah. Um, for people who don't watch a lot of basketball, you want as much switchability as possible. And sometimes when you have a center who doesn't move very well and you have a small point guard, you aren't particularly switchable. He gives them more length when he plays with Morrell and Flanagan and Brakefield. That's a really switchable lineup. And when they play with Cissé, they, they switch one through five. That's big. The calling card for this team's always going to be defense. Um, he's going. You, you could tell he hadn't played in a while. He's going to be. All you right. can't. You cannot emulate and and simulate game action in practice. It cannot be done. No matter how good of a coach you are, and Ole Miss has a damn good one. You still can't do it. Games are different than practices. So give him a minute. So yeah. It's like Cissé hadn't played in a while and is coming off of an injury, and he has no touch on his shot yet. No, he look, offensively, he's searching. I mean, it's... But, it, but it's getting better. Even though a couple of the misses he had the other night, the shot looked better. It's just going to take a minute. It's it's. They hit shots, and when you hit shots, it's the equivalent of when you really lock in on baseball and they go, wow, they really came to play. And they, just, they had hits or they hit shots, but... They made the extra pass really often on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They distributed. They did a lot of stuff that looked right on 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 the screen when you're watching that game. Well, like a year ago, and I hate doing this because I know what it sounds like. And I no, I get it. And I, I don't yeah. mean to do that. But a year ago, Ole Miss really asked Matthew Morrell to create his own shot. Or that's what it looked like from my vantage point. And I don't know that that's Matt's strength. This offense creates good looks for Matt and he's knocking them down and he's much more comfortable. He's playing a completely different kind of basketball. Oh, it's, it's And so you're seeing like why people thought he was going to be such a good player out of high school because he's not being asked to create not as much anyway. The same for Jamin Brakefield. The offense is coming to him in spots where he can make shots in spots where he can play. And what you're seeing offensively with a few guys is that they're playing with more confidence because they're getting better looks, and it's like anything else. It's why I always laugh, but shoot or shoot, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> but when shots don't fall, after a while, you don't want the shooter to shoot anymore because he's thinking, I'm not going to make this. I'm, 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 I'm nervous I'm going to get taken out. These guys, it's the opposite. They're making shots, and as they make shots, you start thinking, oh, that felt good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that again, and you play with confidence, and those guys are knocking shots down, and they're shooting the three ball just exceptionally well right now. And compared to where they started the season, those first couple of games, you went, oh, God, how are they going to score? And then they they figured it out. I mean, three-point right now, twenty they're 23rd in the country offensively on the three-point shot, and they're 16th in the country defensively guarding the three-point shot, which is a little luck, but they also extend, and they play you all out No, they're very good. good defensively. I agree with what Grimes says here in the, in the chat. He says um, the best quality that Ole Miss has, has shown is that it can win in multiple ways, which is a sign of good coaching. I completely agree with that. We don't know yet, right? They've played 10 games. Now they have a really big win over Memphis. Memphis keeps winning big games, and and the win over Memphis looks better and better and better. They beat Clemson over the weekend. Yeah, I mean Memphis is good. I told you that that day. You watch Memphis, you're like, that's going to be a good team. Um, Cal's three and seven. We can spin that a million ways. Well, they're they're the best three and seven team in the. Okay. (laughs) Um, you know they beat a bunch of bad teams early. Um. They got to win over NC State. NC State's not exactly gangbusters. Yeah, I, I'm Tennessee beat NC State by nine in the same tournament yeah, or yeah. whatever the hell it was. You know, here's the part for me, and I wrote this yesterday in Ten Thoughts. They kind of look like they're starting to look like a tournament team. We're going to find out they're going to play eighteen SEC games. Okay, and they're going to keep scoring all of them, and they're going to keep a total of W's and L's. And and this team's not going undefeated. They're going to lose some games. They're probably going to lose a couple of games in a row at some point. How they kind of bounce back from adversity. They've they've kind of everything that could go right for them so far has gone right for them. They'll eventually get some adversity, and how they overcome that will, will be part of their story. But they're starting to look like a team on the court that could – play in the tournament especially on nights when Jamin Brakefield gives them offense when Brakefield gives them offense that is a tournament team now Jamin has not shown that he can consistently do what he did against NC State what he did against Cal the other night he has games where offensively he doesn't show up because he hit those two early threes and just got hot and got confident and played within the system really well I mean you look at the two returners right there Morrell goes for 19 only six of nine from the field only shot nine times Four of six from three, hit his first four, started four four from three in that game, and then Brakefield goes for 27, eight for 11 from the field, five of seven from three for Brakefield. Um, yeah. And in, in that one. Now, yeah. look, they have to get back better rebounding the basketball. Yeah. They are giving up so many extra possessions. I mean, they're horrid <sighs> rebounding. They don't catch Cal the ball. Cal had 16 offensive rebounds or something crazy um, like that. Matt, number's too big. They had a bunch, though. 16. 16 offensive rebounds. You do that against Alabama, and you're going to get blown out of the gym. It's, yeah, Cal out-rebounded Ole Miss 39-32, but had 16 offensive boards. Ole Miss had six offensive boards. They're just not, they're not catching the ball. It's hitting their hands a lot, and they're not mm-hmm. securing yeah. it. They're, it's, it's not good. No, it's something he's – I'm sure he's worried about it because Tennessee looms, Auburn looms. Auburn beat the brakes off USC yesterday. Now, home. SC's bad, but – They are. With seven top 100 players on their team out of high school. Basketball's a chemistry thing now. Mm-hmm. You can you can put an all-star team out there and get beat. There's one ball. I mean, 
you you have to have people that understand their roles in basketball. Jalen Murray went for 14, and then Flanagan went for 12 uh, to finish it off for Ole Miss on that one. Flanagan's presence has just been such a game changer. He is, You can tell that he has played a lot of big basketball. Because he did. He played for two really good Auburn teams, including that team that was a – I think that was a one seed with Jabari Smith and, and oh, Kessler. Yeah. You know, he played a ton of minutes with those guys. You can just see it. He's played in big environments. He, he's He's calm. Confident. Look, this is a good team. I'm. I, I'm. Before anybody thinks that I'm talking them down, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not going to be the guy that goes. They're going 13 and five in the SEC based on what they've done in the first 10 games of the season. But Ginger made a good point. All they've done is play 10 games. It's impossible to be better than 10 and 0 right now. And there are teams in the league that are good teams that have had clunkers and lost. Yeah, I mean, you get more credit for winning the t- the game against the crap team than losing the game against the crap team. Yeah, I mean, so you know, I mean, because that kind of happens. Like there'll be a team that goes seven and three so far right now, and they're like, "Hey, they're really good." It's like, well, they lost three games they shouldn't have lost. I mean, they go, "Well, you know, Ole Miss barely beat so and so." Well, they did win. I mean, yeah, again, ball was in the air, but it didn't go in. The committee won't do that. Oh, the computers don't like them because they haven't had a lot of game control. I get it. I get why the computers don't like them. I'm, I'm the, the it's why I don't look. I, we talked about this last week. I think like Lenardi and those guys put out brackets. I mean, anybody that takes the bracket seriously in December, you're. Poof. But Ole Miss will be ranked in the AP today or tomorrow, whenever the hell that comes out. I think it's today. Yeah, it? they'll be ranked. Yeah, they've they've they'll be twenty third, twenty fourth. Ole Miss, Houston. It's Ole Miss, Houston, Oklahoma, and, and James, James Madison. Madison. Yep, yep. Because I saw Isaac Ukwu pointing out the two of his uh, schools are among the four. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, for Mr. Ukwu, he was uh, he was tweeting a lot yesterday, and I was trying to because I'm so conditioned for recruiting and social media to have like I, I told Walker one day I feel like I'm just trying to read hieroglyphics every day when they put emojis out and figuring out what they mean. And I saw Ukwu say some things, and I'm like, it's not opting out. He was actually really excited about the ball game. I talked to him at the podcast for Laquan that day that we did with Brian, and Ukwu is one of those players who's actually pumped up for the bowl because he's never been in one. He's been in James Madison. They haven't been eligible. I mean, he's oh, yeah. going, hey, this is yeah. this is new for me. I mean, he's almost kind of like a kid in the candy store a little bit. Um, and then I realized he was simply reacting to the uh, Ravens-Jaguars game last night. I went, oh, oh. never mind. Your social media is fine. It's He's a Ravens fan. I assume, yeah, I, yeah. That was the best I could uh, I could tell with that. It's actually a pretty, it's a clunker of games uh, yesterday for the NFL. It was maybe their worst overall regular season day in a long time from a competitiveness storyline standpoint. They had a lot of bad games yesterday. I saw a little of Dallas Buffalo, and that's about all I saw. Mm, it was watched a little Rams Red Rams Commanders. Um, it was a weird day. Uh, what game was it? The Browns game yesterday, but the Bears. Justin Fields became the uh, second. I saw this at the end of red zone last night. Justin Fields yesterday became the second player since 2000 to throw interceptions on the last play of halftime and the last play of the game on Hail Marys. And the second one, I did see the highlight. Oh, boy. I mean, it landed in the receiver's hands. He just had to catch it. It ended up getting picked, but it bounced off his yeah. hands to then – Justin's like, that's a little unfair. Yeah, I did all I could do there, Chiefs. A lot of buzz in Chicago, though. They're going to move on from Justin Fields. Oh, really? A lot of buzz. Going to take one of these up. You're going to take Caleb Williams. 
Number one. That's what they're going to do. There's a reason. There's a reason franchises aren't good. Yes. 100%. It is a meritocracy at the end of the day. Yes. It's why we love sports. You're not guaranteed just because. It's why Chip Kelly's stupid idea is stupid. No. There's a reason the SEC and the Big Ten are the most powerful leagues. Why would they give that away? Last thing, Kyle McCord to Syracuse? Yeah. What? Well, what happened? I won't give away everything because I want people to watch Pete's pigskin preview, but okay. we did Penn State yesterday, obviously, because Ole Miss plays Penn State in football. So you did Ohio State? And one of the games that we had that we, Pete, had queued up to show some stuff about Penn State was against Ohio State. And McCord, man, he doesn't blow you away. You saying that mildly? I mean, I'm trying to be nice. It is a week until Christmas. And I'm sure Kyle's family loves him very much. The Texans game was interesting, uh, entertaining, Stacey. They win without uh, Stroud yesterday. What happened to Stroud? We got hurt the week before. Oh, okay. Case Keenum yesterday. Dude, Houston to, boy. To winning. say that I have been laser okay, I, focused I do have a thing here. I am glad the Texans trolled. Typically, I, I laugh, but I'm like, whatever on the social media thing. I don't know where I fall, but I think I don't agree with Tennessee wearing the Oilers crap. But when you wear it against Houston, yeah. F off. You deserve to lose. My brother lives in Houston, and he was mad about it. Yeah, I, I, I no, I get it. Yeah. You, come on. <laughs> now you're just being shitheads. Yeah. You deserve to lose the game. And they deserve to troll troll you when it happened. I'm not a big Titans person. I just come on. They don't do it for me. I always I don't have a problem with them, but I always thought they were kind of like generic team. Like I didn't there wasn't really an identity. You know yeah. what I mean? I felt like it was just team there. But uh after the game, Houston uh you know took the Oilers, the sorry, the Titans logo. It was like in silver or whatever, and uh flipped it, but when they did, the T turns into an L. The oh. way their thing runs, and then they had black oil run down the the screen. Oh, that's good. I thought that was good. Oh, that's good. Well, because all day was going, hey, it's Oilers Day. It's Oilers Day. And it's like. Yeah, the Oilers weren't in Nashville. They were in Houston. Yeah, the Texans fans were Oilers fans. Big time. And so you're cheering against your old uniforms. Yeah. And those uniforms are spectacular. Oh, they're the amazing. They're incredible. Been worth paying for whatever you had to pay to get the rights to the franchise to wear the uniforms. Yep. Every week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, the Falcons had a rough day. They lost to the uh, Panthers yesterday, 9 to 7, I think, was the final score of that game. How'd your boys do? Beat up on the Giants yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Won by like 20 something. Back in Super Bowl. Uh, They are tied for the division lead with the Buccaneers, who went to Green Bay and won yesterday. Um, they have they play on New Year's Eve. Oh, so both teams seven and seven right now, and they have a New Year's date in Tampa that could decide the vaunted NFC South and get a home playoff game. Hey, somebody's got to win it. Just make the tournament, right? Make the yes. tournament. Yeah, I. Do you see my boy Saturday night? That's a big moment. Big moment. It was big. No joke. I told Carson, I said, when they win the NBA Finals in two or three years, you'll look back on tonight. Oh, okay. Toe-to-toe with the Nuggets in Denver. 
Denver, grew up a little bit. Denver, Denver landing haymakers, and you just don't fall down. You stagger, but you don't fall. And then you come back and you get a stop. And SGA goes to town, makes a bucket with nine-tenths of a second left to win it. It was good. One of those nights where you're like, oh. And it's like, we can talk about this tomorrow. I'll tease something. So it's got Thunder people talking about, because it's easy to, to, if you're a Thunder fan right now, to go, this is the beginning of a window, which is what they did in 2011. This is the beginning of this window. And then injuries happened in 13, 14. Mm-hmm. You ended up not being the window you thought it was going to be. Do you go, do you push some chips in now when you're better than what anyone thought you would be? Do you do it now or do you stick to the plan of we're going to let this team play out the whole year? We're going to see what they are, see what they aren't, let them play a playoff series, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. And I kind of like, I kind of were there. I'm kind of like, I don't know. I mean, do you push in if you could get Laurie Markin in, for example? Who? I love Laurie Markin. So Who? I, Laurie Markin? Who? Utah Jazz? Nothing. Great European player. You seven, could be saying John Doe right now. I have no seven idea. Seven footer. Stud. Okay. All star. No idea. <sighs> now you know. I know how you feel when you talk about golf. <laughs> no idea. No clue. And you're like, this guy. I'm like, I wouldn't know him if he <laughs> sat down right there. <laughs> Interesting stat from Bobblefish there. There, Baker Mayfield, the first ever visiting quarterback to have a perfect QB rating in uh, in Lambeau. Oh, yesterday. Here's the problem: is Derek Carr does what he continues to do. He can't win any game that really matters. They he completed twenty. He was twenty three of twenty eight yesterday for two eighteen. I think. 23 completions for 218 yards. Wow. I mean, you're just not getting downfield at no, all. No, that's like, the NFL. How yeah. about Jake Browning? How about that? I remember when he was a dude. Well, they own his rights. Yeah. I mean, he's raising his trade price dramatically. He made some plays in that game. With Chase going down, just him mm-hmm. and T. Higgins, like, hey, let's, and that the, the pass to Boyd, that was big time. That was that was interesting. Yeah, the quarterback thing is uh, fascinating inside the in, the NFL right now. So we get more NFL tomorrow. Again, I want to talk some uh, some college football, some Kiffin stuff tomorrow as well. Then we'll take a deeper look at Ole Miss basketball prior to their date with the Trojans tomorrow at six o'clock. The Rebels have three games remaining in the non-con prior to that trip to Knoxville. They play Southern Miss at the uh, Mississippi Coliseum on the twenty third, and then Bryant, I think, on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve at three o'clock. Okay, three o'clock New Year's if Eve. Anybody wants to cover uh, that for us? Let us know. We make that happen. Bryant and Rebels in that one. So appreciate everybody. Big crowd today. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.